Well, hello, and welcome back to Wittenberg Radio. It is Wednesday, November the 18th of 2015. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Daniel Friesen. And as always, I cut you off in the middle of your name. I'm Daniel Friesen, Thank in case you, you didn't hear or remember <laughs> it from 58 other episodes we've done. I'm going to wait like a second so you can finish your name. Ed, if you want to chat with us online, we are at Wittenberg Radio on Twitter, Facebook page Wittenberg Radio, and email us comments, questions, concerns, favorite recipes, grievances of any sort, size, shape, and form at WittenbergRadio at gmail.com. So, welcome back. We had a week off this last week, and uh, I spent it just hanging around and, you know, maybe actually not even doing that much homework. I kind of had a relaxing break. How about you? I got so much done. I finished all my final projects, and I think I'm going to get 100% on all of them. So that's great. You heard it here first. The predictions are in. No, it's past tense. It's already happened. It's already happened. You've already got, you've already got them all happening. Exactly. Oh, wow. Congrats. Um. <laughs> Over this reading week that we just had. Right. I did them all. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Are the marks in yet or no? I don't know yet. Oh, but you predict, but you think. Yeah, you I did, did so well that I'm going to get 100% on Yes, them. you heard it here first. He thinks, he predicts that he's going to get 100%. <laughs> oh, man. We had to get, shake the rust off after uh, after our fall reading week, which we've never had before. No, that's first this year. First time ever. And uh, it's a growing trend amongst uh, college campuses. U of M is going to have it next year also. If you're listening to, just listening to this at the U of M, now you know. You heard it here. Probably, Preview of what's coming. You heard it here probably fourth or fifth. Um, on the show today, we'll be hearing from Matt Barron in just a little while with his music pick of the week. It's going to be a good one, as always. His last pick, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, has been one of our favorites since he shared it on this show. Did you listen to the album? Yeah, I've been spinning it. Uh, spinning. Yeah, yeah, quotes yeah, yeah. On my on my phone. How, how uh, hip of you. Yes. Uh, you know most days since we aired that episode so okay it uh it gets my stamp of approval the stamp man dan Friesen giving stamps and making predictions we are off to a hot start <laughs> we're off to a hotter start here now as we interview kevin dirksen pastor in residence if you saw a random face in the great hall or in the folio with a random box of cookies likely you were either looking at a really really generous stranger just off the streets or you were looking at Kevin Dirksen. Kevin was on campus a couple of weeks ago as part of CMU's Pastors in Residence program. Kevin came to us from St. Jacob's, Ontario, where he's a pastor at the St. Jacob's Mennonite Church. And uh, he was a CMU grad of 2007. And Kevin joined us in the studio a couple of weeks ago to chat about his experience. Here is our conversation. Hello, sir. Well, hello, gentlemen. Good to have you uh interview me this is gonna be fun this is gonna be fun you're right uh thanks for joining us mm-hmm. i understand you got a busy schedule as pastor in residence they kind of they kind of keep you running all over the place here don't they well it's well it's not too bad there's a there's a variety of sort of presentation kind of things and a variety of conversation things mostly though uh, i've just been holding court in the folio uh and meeting people <laughs> and like some people that i've arranged to meet lots of people that just kind of hmm. come by uh it turns out i know more people here than i thought i did so it's good hmm interesting uh i'm sick of coffee yet uh you know actually would you believe i'm not a coffee person i had a friend uh <laughs> a friend back in the day who looked at me one time and he was like kevin put your big boy pants on and <laughs> <laughs> so i've been uh i've been experimenting with a variety of the artisanal teas at Folio, and uh, <laughs> i have discovered that uh that the london fogs are good with almond milk mm. so there's something for you something to try now you know listener 
what to try when you're back at the folio, <laughs> which definitely was not here when you were a student. No, as you brand come back, new. As you come back onto this campus as an alumni, what are your impressions? What, what were your so you, you get out of the car? Mm-hmm. What were your first impressions of campus as you looked around? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, clearly the the whole you know the link and the folio is like the dominant you know sort mm-hmm. of thing that jumps out. Uh, I, I mean, my wife and I we both we keep saying we're just glad that that link got the bridge got built before it had to be the so-and-so memorial bridge, which is what we always <laughs> oh. used to joke that someone was going to have to die. Someone was going to have to be run over crossing the street before it would get done. But it got done and no it one got had done. to die. So. It got done. There, uh, are no so more, there are no more mad dashes across no. Grant Avenue in like droves of 10s no. and 20s. Yeah. Um, those are always, you know, it was almost like a sport, really. Yeah. And then, and then on the other side, like on the south side, uh, there's that strange, there's a strange room in the middle of the courtyard, which turns out to be a, a chemistry lab or something like that. Oh, yeah. That, was that, cool. that wasn't here either. No, when you no, were that's here. all brand new. That just that. That's all. Brand, there was hardly science at all. They were just getting that rocking and rolling. Hmm. And Have you talked to many science students since you've been here? Mm, a few. I talked with uh, Rachel Krauss, the new hire in mm. biology for a bit. Right. And uh, she's pretty keen to to be doing stuff here so that's pretty cool nice some infrastructures in place sure yeah. so you 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 chat with her about her like her new impressions of uh, of cmu as well i would imagine yeah a little bit um just so we know how what's her what's the so how are we doing in terms of uh new professors and how are we how okay here's here's a here's a here's a wider <laughs> expert here's, opinion here's a wider question mm-hmm. that we'll actually be able to answer okay how, how hospitable have you found the cmu community and how like describe the describe how um you've how you've been hosted oh it's been awesome the, the, the it's been great the so i walked into my little uh the little bachelor suite in the block which i was assigned uh and there was this nice little basket on the counter with like treats and you know <laughs> pringles and chips and candy and all kind of like little welcome packages little, yeah, little, yeah. little bit of nibblies and uh, i was set up with a with a tab at folio and a blow rock on on student life so that's pretty cool uh they, they take care of you pretty well that way for sure and uh, yeah, lots of students have, have just sort of stopped by to chat in different ways. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit weird wandering into the cafeteria like for snack and being like, hey, who wants to talk to an old guy who's here <laughs> for, you know? Sure. I wouldn't have wanted to talk to me when I was a student. So uh, yeah, but no, I, I, people have been really nice. It's been good. What is one... What is one interaction you've had with a student that has uh, caught you off guard? You don't have to get too personal about this, but mm-hmm. like something that... Something that's maybe thrown you for a bit of a loop. Uh, well, I met this guy uh, at the Blah Rock uh, a couple days ago, and uh, he was just really intense. And uh, like he was a music student, uh, he was like in a band or something, and uh, and he was a singer too. I don't know how. It, what it, uh, so I mean, I just I just kind of <laughs> suffered through that conversation for a while until somebody else finally came and he had to Took go. Took me a second there. Uh, yeah, that was one conversation. Had to. Yeah, that guy sounds like a real dingus uh, <laughs> but he redeemed himself he means well i'm sure he redeemed uh, himself later in the night with his expert playing of the i don't even know what that box is called oh you know i'm, I'm vaguely familiar with what you're talking about um is it perhaps the the cajon uh, th- that could be that i see this be. as a name that i just couldn't place okay. to, to the instrument yes you know what i have you know what i've run across this guy a couple of times and yeah he i mean once you get past that like that wild like sense of i don't even know intensity and the guy's just kind of a kind of a arrogant jerk he, he can be he can, he can be he can be a, he can be okay i i guess if he has to but you know 
It looks like he has fun playing that thing. He does. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I yeah. Think so. it, it always takes a good message to be uh, inspired to play that thing. I'm sure. So I'm sure yep. that whatever you spoke at Wednesday at worship did him well. Oh well. Well, I hope so. I, <laughs> this has been veiled conversation. <laughs> sure. Um. So now that we've thrown the veil off that conversation that we've had, um, what? What was your so you were talking about we had a conversation before we came on air about Wednesday uh-huh. night worship and how yes. and how that has changed yeah. since you were here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I remember when I came uh, like back in 2002 for the first time. That would have been the third year, I think, of CMU as a as a joint institution after the merger. And uh, at that point there was some pretty significant, you know, divisions in the just in the faith culture of the different mm. people who are coming and certainly in the worship culture. And uh, Wednesday Night Worship was sort of the, the, this one and only bastion of praise and worship music that was happening at CMU. Mm. And uh, it was hard to find anywhere else. And uh, there weren't a whole lot of people who were, like it wasn't, it didn't have, a, there was a, a kind of a small, small sort of committed community who was part of it. And uh, yeah, it just really felt like it was, it was sort of the one praise and worship outlet that was out there. Uh, I remember, you know, so this is interesting. Uh, my wife and I came, we both started the same year, 2002. We weren't married then, but mm-hmm. this is how it, how it goes. We, we both came from uh, from uh, Mennonite Brethren Churches. Uh, we both were at uh, MBCI, the Mennonite Brethren High School in Winnipeg. And so our, uh, in different ways and to different extents, our sort of home worship cultures were much more into praise and worship. And Pam certainly was. And uh, she would tell you that she was tricked into coming to CMU. She'd tell you that that the recruitment people came and did like this chapel at NBCI, and they brought this band, and they were all cool and like you know. Uh, I think that's a surprisingly common sentiment. Yeah, I was gonna say different, that, different yeah, yeah, types yeah. of the, people. And they, they the, tossed out these like pop star sweaters, and you know, you know, she thought this yeah. was gonna be all like. And then she showed up here, and. Uh, you know, and it wasn't anything like what she thought it was going to be. <laughs> and, you know, Wednesday Night Worship was like the only place where that, you know, that image was, you know, that mm. she had been sort of offered was actually in, happening anywhere. Anyway, so that was that was that was Wednesday Night Worship then. And uh, I was just uh, kind of excited, blown away, uh, thrilled to see that Wednesday Night Worship felt yesterday anyway, like uh, just a student worship night stop. And hmm. there was all sorts of, uh, you know, variety of sort of worship music in there. And it just felt like it wasn't the, it wasn't like a special interest group thing. It was just a student thing. And you guys uh, who were there did an awesome job. It was, it was really great. And you sang a song right out of my, uh, right out of my high school years, Meet Me in the River, Blast from the Past. <laughs> that was like, uh, you know, I, I have images of, of singing that. Uh, John Buller used to do these uh on worship nights at the at the Burton Cummings Theater right. downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of the, the, the songs yeah, he used the, to do the, back Hear then. the Music Nights. Hear the Music. That's what it's called. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. Yep. Well, I'm glad to bring back a blast from the past. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and even even better to hear, I think, that uh, that this confluence of uh, worship styles is uh, is one that uh, yeah is one that is good. It feels like feels like uh, there's some good movement going on there. I would absolutely agree. Good. Talk a little bit, uh, bit to us about uh, your journey after you left this place. Um, sure. You, you know what? Actually, before we go there, let's talk about your experience at CMU. Okay. You, did you live in res? Yeah, I was a res student my first and second year. My first year, I lived on the second floor. Uh, my second year, I was an RA on the first floor. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't too much of a 
of a I, I was I was like I was a focused student you know especially my first year I had I signed up for way too much I did way too many courses and I had all kinds of extracurriculars and I was sort of like just trying to 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 survive so it was mm. a pretty it was a pretty tight schedule that first first semester and I didn't have a ton of fun I mean I had lots of fun but it wasn't like wasn't like going crazy too much wasn't fun. I did not have too much fun no mm. my second semester I did a little bit less I canned some stuff only took four courses that was the only time I took five courses in a semester my hmm. entire time was in my first semester and never did again uh so yeah that, that that was that was good I I really enjoyed living on campus I had some really good friends we hung out a lot it was good times interesting um you also mentioned before we came on the air um the interaction with the Wittenberg door, our sister yeah, publication. Yeah, Wittenberg door. Uh, it's, what, what, was, what was the role of that in the uh, in student life? Yeah, the Wittenberg door back in the day was posted outside the chapel, uh, kind of, well, I don't know how to describe that wall, but um, outside the chapel. Sure. And uh, it was like the public forum for, for uh, issues, conversations. So people would like post uh, rants often. <laughs> On the Wittenberg door. <laughs> Sounds accurate. And then and then people would would scrawl notes on it, or you know type up their own responses, or write up their own responses and post it on there. And there was a number of good uh, good Wittenberg door conversations that picked up some you know some significant stuff that was going on in the community and p- that people were thinking about. There were also some uh, perhaps less uh, what weighty or serious, but but more amusing uh, threads of conversation, including uh, most memorably. Someone posted a a, uh, a it wasn't a rant. It was simply an exposition of what happened to them every time they used the library facilities, which drew them to needing to use the bathroom facilities and <laughs> and this close connection between the stacks and the moving of one's bowels. Now, would you but like they put it up just kind of as a crank thing, right? Like right. this had happened to them and the. There was like five or six people who were like, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> and so I don't know if it's like the air. And this is when the library was downstairs, right at the bottom yeah, there yeah, in, yeah. in that basement space. So, those, you know, whether it's the stairs, whether it's crouching for the bottom of the stacks, like looking for oh, something maybe. or what. But sure. anyway, there was a, the community came out in force to affirm that. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a weird connection. A shared phenomenon. A shared phenomenon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that made those washroom li- uh, library uh. washrooms there better used than they should have been. We're gonna use this as a promo for the Wittenberg door. By the way, you, if you have anything you want to post on that door related to life here at CMU in uh, in the CMU community, do feel free. And uh, we generally discuss those things here at Wittenberg Radio, so please do bring those by. Chatting with Kevin Dirksen, pastor in residence. Um, your experience here at CMU, living mm-hmm. on campus, campus mm-hmm. life, how has that affected your role as a pastor? And give like give like an example of like how something happened to you here at CMU, uh, maybe came back in a way, maybe not the bowel movement thing, but like came back in uh, in your role at St. Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, coming up with a specific example might be tough off the top, but but you know, it was living in residence is such a good experience of having to navigate community together. And being a whole bunch of different kinds of people with different interests and different, uh, you know, life styles and life commitments, uh, and we're trying to live together, right? Which is kind of what church is trying to do too. We don't all live in the same building, but 
uh, but we're trying to be a community together in, in spite of all those different things. So, so a big part of what I learned was just the, yeah, some of the ins and outs of navigating community together. That was a big piece of, of being here. Uh, I think CMU also taught me just to, to value the church. Even though mm. this isn't a church community, I was taught that that what you know the church is an important place where mm. uh, where we where we kind of bear witness to what God's doing and sure. and uh, so yeah that was that that was important in, in keeping me sort of grounded in that direction as I was feeling out what to do with life after. Can you name an example of uh, something that maybe happened to you at CMU that taught you how to like taught you to the Man, value you like of examples. <laughs> Because this Show is this is Media Workshop 101. This is like <laughs> this is I'm drawing out I'm drawing out the human in you, Kevin. Okay, okay, okay. So, sorry, an example of something that happened that that that's come back to you in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I, I you know I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get I don't I don't have anything I can throw out. Right All right, right, fine. Keep going. Keep fine. rolling. Okay, I got the next one. So. Talk about your trajectory. Take your media studies and shove it. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, David? Um, talk about your journey to pastorhood from this place. It okay. seems like a seemingly predictable trajectory yeah. coming out of here, but yours yeah. was a bit of an unusual path. Maybe wow. describe that for us. I don't know how unusual it was. and it, In the end, actually, it was pretty direct. I was a pastor by the time I was 24. Holy and cow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but within. not... But without sem- but without going to seminary. No, that's true. I didn't go to seminary. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't kind of decide to be a pastor and then you know go through the various hoops that would be required to get there. Hmm. Uh, I was I was interested in uh, in theology. I was interested in the church, and so I knew I kind of wanted to be connected with with that kind of thing somehow. Uh, I was probably more interested in teaching or or studying more than being a pastor. Uh, so that was kind of where I, where mostly I focused. Uh, but particularly as I kind of did that some more, got the sense that maybe I was, I had some, I had some other gifts, some other, other uh, kind of broader set of, of things that I could do. And so I was a slow process of coming to realize, okay, maybe I could, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could be a pastor. And it was sort of retrospective too, after the fact of kind of feeling like, you know, that actually is what, this is what I have been sort of been trained for in various ways, even though I didn't necessarily know it at the time. And it wasn't intentional at the time, but they all, these are all, you know, all my life experiences, whether in school or, uh, uh, you know, kind of in, in learning or just an experience and things like that kind of are all formative, helping me to be able to do what I do now. Hmm. Interesting. Um, talk, talk a bit about uh, life in, in, in St. Jacob's. What, sure. What's, what's that, uh, what's that, uh, what's the faith community like and uh, maybe how? Maybe uh, some sort of uh, CMU, a CMU connection. Like, what's something from? Oh well, what's, so, what's, yeah. what's an aspect of what, what are similar aspects of CMU community life and your community at St. Jacobs? Okay, well, I so St. Jacobs uh, Mennonite Church is in the little town of St. Jacobs, just north of Waterloo. It's uh, kind of a little Mennonite tourist town, actually. Uh, there's a large old order Mennonite community that lives on farms in the countryside all around there, and so there's uh, the town has been built up uh, into sort of a, a little tourist hub. People come to buy things, uh, including, you know, homemade uh, brooms that they walk around with and, you know, some kitschy tourist stuff and lots of clothes for middle-aged women. <laughs> uh, and they come to see the Mennonites and uh, there's a big farmer's market. That's a big draw. Hmm. So there's lots of this kind of farm culture and, and uh, some of that rural stuff, even though the town itself by now is really, uh, it's, it's a bedroom community for, for Waterloo. 
just a few minutes out the, up the road. But it's surrounded by all these beautiful countrysides and small farms, and, and so we kind of get that feel of, uh, of rural culture while still being like really uh, just on the outskirts of a major city. And Waterloo's small. Winnipeg is so huge. If you live on the outskirts of Winnipeg, you're still an hour from most places you want to get to in the city. In Waterloo, we're uh, you know, from St. Jacobs, a few minutes outside of town. We're 15 minutes from anywhere in, in the city. It's just a smaller city, smaller footprint, better highways. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so that's the that's sort of the town, the community. The, the church has been around a long time, uh, 175 years or something. Uh, Swiss Mennonite congregation, so they were, you know, their ancestors would have come up from, uh, across from into Pennsylvania first, and then up from Pennsylvania into southern Ontario in the early mid 1800s. Uh, it's a Swiss Mennonite congregation, but all three of the pastors there right now. There's three three pastors in our congregation. They're all three. Uh, CMBC, CMU grads uh, from General Conference Church hmm. backgrounds. So that's kind of a, an interesting phenomenon, or maybe not an interesting phenomenon, maybe a really <laughs> uninteresting phenomenon, but so it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good congregation. It's got a good, it's got a good vibe. Uh, the, the pastoral structure is pretty, pretty flat, pretty collaborative, and uh, the congregation is, uh, is you know, High, high value on, on sort of collaborative ministry together in different ways. So that's been really nice for me, for particularly as a fairly young pastor figuring this out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What else What else would you like to know about the church? Yeah, just like similarities between uh, like a CMU sort of community vibe and a... Uh, yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the community vibe at St. Jacob's. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always... It's always different, you right? CMU isn't a church, and and church isn't necessarily an educational institution. But there's stuff that that yeah, there's stuff that does feel as similar in some ways. Uh, partly, it's the community negotiation stuff, like you're trying to figure out how to be in this place together. Uh, and and you know, our congregation, like every congregation, is pretty diverse. There's all sorts of different kinds of people and mm-hmm. perspectives. Uh, you know, all across the board, and a bunch of different traditions too. Like uh, you know, CMU is these days less than half. Uh, people are coming with any kind of Mennonite connections with, with right. you know, different church backgrounds, right? And uh, and you know, at, at a congregation like like mine, that's going to be a lot higher. But uh, in terms of people before before they might have come to St. Jacobs, whether they had any kind of connection to that particular faith tradition, but uh, but we are still a diverse group and people coming from all over. And uh, we got lots of young families right now. That's a big oh. that's a big demographic. So that's nice for our kids because we got uh, a five year old, a three year old, and an infant. And so they got all sorts of little playmates to run around mm-hmm. with and cause havoc and right. that kind of thing. <coughs> yeah. Foyer noise. Foyer noise, yeah. Sure. Uh, last question to you, Kevin. Sure. Uh, what is one... What's a, okay, what's a, first of all, what's a highlight of your time here and mm-hmm. what will you take from this experience as pastor in residence uh, mm-hmm. with you when you go back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one of the highlights uh, over the course of this week, let's see... Uh, I've had a couple of lunches with student groups that have been really interesting mm. uh, with student leaders, also with some people interested in ministry. And, and uh, when you're able to share something, and I've sat in a few classes as well, when you're, when you're able to share something from your experience, and that's really all I've been doing here, uh, is mostly just telling stories and, and sharing some of what happened, what, what I've experienced and what happens in my context. And, uh, and when you can just sort of tell your stories and people uh, grab something and say, oh, you know what, actually that that is interesting and it connects with me somehow and I want to talk about that more. Uh, that's that's fun. That's exciting. I like that. 
and I think what I'll take with me is, uh, man, I, I feel I feel connected again to this place. No, good. And, it's, and it's really neat. Like I, you, know, you sort of forget, uh, you sort of forget all the all the different kind of networks that are around here and how important those are. And uh, so I'll take that back with me for sure. Uh, probably also uh, in my congregation, we the, we a lot lots of young kids, but the demographic we're missing is that twenty to thirty young adult set and they're they're I, I, they, they tended to congregate at some of the other congregations in in kw uh probably less so ours but uh but to be able to hear these voices again and have a you know be reminded of what's all going on for some of these young adults mm-hmm. is helpful uh because i mean this is the age where you're all, all, all over the place you're exploring stuff uh you know figuring things out and uh and so how you know how can even a church community like ours that you know doesn't have a huge group um you know how can we continue to be a place of uh you know a place where people can come back and and uh you know have some support as they're trying to figure out what to do with life from from that stage sure well we're excited to reestablish this connection mm-hmm. uh, with you as thank well you. kevin yeah. and thank you so much for coming and joining with it, joining us today you're welcome awesome. good to talk to you guys kevin dirksen was pastor in residence a couple of weeks ago he hails from saint jacob's mennonite church and he joined us here in conversation and what a great conversation that was. That was Kevin Dirksen, as we mentioned, from uh, two weeks ago. And now Matt Barron joins us, fifth year still here, uh, joining us for our musical pick of the week. Hello. Hello, guys. How you been? I've been very well. Good. How has your artisanal popcorn connoisseuring been going? My art- artisanal popcorn, um, that's been not profitable whatsoever, except... I can have it myself. I mean, it's a seller's market, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just something to have and to eat, uh, just myself. So, um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep with these uh, artisanal ventures until something really takes off. But okay, yeah. What's next on the list? Brooms, artisanal uh, brooms. Yeah, corn brooms specifically. Mm. So okay, just an ear of corn as a broom. Yeah, yeah. The but artisanally designed. Yeah, look for them in uh, Christmas craft markets. And, okay. Uh, craft sales and whatnot so what makes these artisanal exactly like what what are you adding to these that makes uh, corn brooms artisanal they are holistic mm. uh local and they're made by me so he calls himself an artisan ah right it's just a title that I makes art- everything you I do artisan artisanal. therefore it is of course of course well speaking of corn brooms okay um my music pick this week uh is <laughs> a local band thinking locally Thinking artisanally. Okay. Uh, they're they're called Basic Nature, uh, a wonderful duo that can be s- described as lush, uh, dreamy. Uh, it sounds like I'm describing maybe a rainforest. Right. Uh, yeah, Basic Nature. Uh, the members are Claire Bones and Lizzie Burt. Where did you first encounter Basic Nature? I well, I saw them for the first time at last year's Big Fun Music Festival ah, here in Winnipeg. Yeah. You can check out the Big Fun Festival. It happens usually end of January. Yeah, believe, end right? of January. There's venues all over the city that you can see local bands. And yeah, get, yeah. You can get a big helping of local music there. Huge. Is Finn gonna be on the bill this year for Big Fun? You're just gonna have to wait and see. Oh, gee whiz. Wink, wink. wink, we, wink. Are. we are. Good. Spoiler alert. Good, good. Cool. So, so yes. basic nature. What's the what's the track we're, we're we're spotlighting today? This track is called Gone. It's uh it's blowing up on SoundCloud. And, Ooh. Uh, I quite enjoy it. It's good music to fall backwards in slow motion into a lake too. Okay. 
I, uh, as I, I do love, most weekends. I love doing that, especially November. Right. The month of November is is time where we fill our our kiddie pools and our man-made lakes and slowly <laughs> slowly fall backwards into gone by basic nature. You heard it here first, gone basic nature here on Wittenberg Radio.
Basic Nature with Gone here on Wittenberg Radio. Matthew Barron's music pick of the week. Nice one. Nice pick, man. If you want to check out that song uh, again, uh, go to soundcloud.com slash basic nature music. Uh, I'm sure there's somewhere you can pay money to listen to it too, but I, I don't know where that is. Probably iTunes. Probably. Probably. probably <laughs> camp, but yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me on once again. Of course. Thanks for being here once again. Matthew Barron, fifth year, still here with his music pick of the week. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's shift over to some upcoming events for this week. And actually, first, let's go through the athletic recap of this past weekend. The women's volleyball played at the U of W. It took a 3 nothing loss. And you know what? It's early in the season. We'll get there. We'll get to that point where we're taking home an MCAC banner. Women's basketball, on the other hand, did take a win over the U of W favorably. Get this, 92-38. to They beat... The University of Winnipeg Whoop College, them. Westman. That is a whooping, if ever there was one. Men's basketball, not quite so lucky. Came out on the on the wrong end of a 59-46 loss. So, nice try, men. We'll get back to them as well. Upcoming events, Tuesday, December the 8th. Daniel, it's the Christmas Gala. It's coming mm. around again. Yes, yes. For those of you who don't know, we all gather in the gym in our finest dress. Prepare and, your prime rib taste buds. As well as your very cold shrimp taste buds. Um, so... It's at the end of the, it's at December the eighth, six thirty at the gym, the Lowen Athletic Center. For those of you who are technical, and it's the uh, marks the beginning of the Christmas season with the CMU community. You have to get tickets. They are available at Shirley's desk at South Reception. Also between twelve and one um, on November the seventeenth through the twentieth. Hey, that was yesterday through this entire week in the Marpec Commons. Tickets are free for all CMU students, um, and if you want to bring a guest from outside, it's thirteen bucks. Also, if you're interested in helping out. With sign with uh, setup, uh, you can sign up on the sign up sheets. We're outside Charlie's office in the Res, uh, second floor in Marpac, or on the bulletin board by North Reception. I'm told there's going to be a really really fun event happening that's involving Wittenberg Radio, mm. but we won't go too much detail into that. We'll talk I know a bit nothing more about, about this. Oh well, haha. <laughs> we'll tell you more about it next week as the details come together. It'll be a surprise. It's going to be a great surprise. Also on the tap this week for events is we've got more we've got ah oh man what do we got i had a whole thing here and it just like my computer just decided to not do a thing didn't do the thing it didn't do the thing you know what i think then that is good so on, be- on behalf of matthew baron and kevin dirksen my name is nolan kaler i'm daniel friesen and you've been listening to wittenberg radio and you can always check us out on wittenberg radio on facebook check out our website wittenbergradio.com as well. I haven't promoted the website in a while. Uh, check email us, wittenbergradio at gmail.com and Twitter at Wittenberg Radio. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 